to record and we're on <laughs> yes hey everyone um welcome to the inaugural episode of bang bang cults i am one of your hosts ashley and i'm heather we're super excited to mess this up yeah forgive <laughs> us uh, it's gonna be an interesting ride <laughs> okay so we're gonna tell you a couple of stories i guess we should give you guys an idea of what this ride is going to be like yeah of who we are so today we're going to talk about <laughs> satanic cults and we'll see what happens next <laughs> so every couple of weeks we're going to release an episode talking about different cults religions murders crimes whatever related to those beliefs of any sort um something like that we're gonna figure it out along the way and i hope that you'll figure it out with us that was weird that was a weird creepy way to say that (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay okay so we're just gonna dive right in and we're each gonna tell you a story so we're gonna flip a coin if we have one to decide who's gonna go first give us a second (laughs) give us a second to find a coin (laughs) here we go okay now we have our quarter we're going to try to flip it, and it's going to be another, again, welcome to us. <laughs> okay, are you going to get a flipping coin? Let me try it. Okay, so um, we got to decide what's what. Uh, I'll take heads, which kay. means I guess I go first if it's heads. Right, and I'll do tails. That was a terrible flip. All right, it's heads. Oh, damn. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, guys. Are you ready to hear a story? I'm ready. Okay. Have you heard of the Chicago Rippers? I have not. You yes. haven't? Or the Ripper Crew? Evidently, it's pretty popular. Okay. I hadn't heard of it either, so some people out there probably have. So I'm sorry if you've heard this and I do a terrible job, but I'm also not sorry. Well, I'm excited to hear about <laughs> it. Okay. Well, in the early 1980s, there was something happening in Chicago. Okay. Women were being abducted and murdered. <gasps> I mean, that's pretty average. (laughs) And no one knew who was doing it. Also pretty average. (laughs) Your normal normal day in Chicago. Women were terrified because there wasn't a rhyme or reason or a specific kind of woman being targeted. It wasn't just prostitutes or, sorry, prostitutes get a bad name for being murdered. Sex workers. Yes. It's way more PC. Yep. (laughs) Correct us if we, uh, yeah, just, you know, let us know. (laughs) So, yes, it was not just sex workers that were being abducted. It was women of all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, ages, types of work that they did. (laughs) So anyone. Well, now... We know who's behind those acts. Their names were Robin Gecht, Edward Spritzer, and the Cocorales brothers, Thomas and Andrew. Thomas and Andrew Cocorales were teenagers at the time. Edward Spritzer was 21, and Robin Gecht was 30. He was, he, they worked together, and he was kind of the leader. So they formed a small self-described satanic cult known as the Ripper Crew, or the Chicago Rippers, Between 1981 and 1982, the men would abduct, mutilate, and murder an estimated 18 women in Chicago. 
it's been said that Gecht had an obsession with Satanism before he enlisted the guys to help him. And the men that followed Gecht believed that he had supernatural powers and that if they didn't follow him, they would be punished. So he was like the big bad wolf to them, I guess. Mm. Did he do anything to them? Um, No, there haven't been reports. I think that they just listened to him and did what they just did. They're they too just scared. Yeah, they were too scared to not listen to him. They'd probably be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Gekt actually had a wife and three kids and also had a satanic chapel in his attic. Nice. Not sure how... Those are some good ne- bed nights to bedtime <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how he hid that from his wife, but... Oh, so they didn't know that that was... Oh. No. So, uh, it was there. There was lit only by candles. Uh, Gekt adorned the walls with six black and red inverted crosses and crafted an altar draped with a blood red cloth where they performed satanic rituals, utilizing women's breasts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, the men would drive around at night hunting for women The first known victim was Linda Sutton. On May 23rd, 1981, Linda Sutton, who was a sex worker, was abducted. Her body was found 10 days later after police responded to a call about a bad smell at a motel outside of Chicago. Uh, The initial thought was that the smell was a dead deer. It was not a dead deer. Sorry, guys. It was Linda Sutton's body. Um, It was found by police in a field behind the motel. Linda had been handcuffed, stabbed, and mutilated. Due to mutilation, she was identified through digital or dental records, um, but her case went cold. Despite efforts to identify the person, they just didn't have any leads. So a year later, on May 5th, 1982, Lori Borakowski, who worked at a realtor's office, was abducted while trying to get into the office. Um, while investigating the case, a hypnotist and the detective commander, they were the same person, I think. Oh. Yeah. They decided to hypnotize several people who were in the area at the time of Lori's disappearance. One of them recalled seeing a red van in the parking lot, but that didn't go anywhere. And her body was discovered five months later in a cemetery in Villa Park. Interesting. Wait, so they, why were they hypnotized? Sorry, go back. Why are they hypnotizing them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this detective had a really great idea to hypnotize people that were in the area where Lori was abducted. To, like, see if they knew anything, but they weren't talking about it? Yeah, because mm. they see if they had any memories of anything that they had suppressed or any details that could be helpful to people in the area. That'd be a really good reality TV show. Just saying. Oh, hypnotizing. Uh Uh-huh. Like, bravo. (laughs) That would be pretty good. Just hypnotize all of the... Like, The witnesses and criminals. So, if anyone's a hypnotist out there, yeah. Good idea for you. Yeah, saw that. We're in LA. We we can't help you, but... But, yeah. (laughs) But people would probably (laughs) buy it. Also, triangulating our location. (laughs) Okay, so 
that didn't go anywhere. Um, they did want someone recalled seeing a red van through hypnosis in the parking lot, but they couldn't find anything. And her body was discovered five months later in a cemetery in Villa Park. Also in May. Okay. I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to try to say this name, but Shui Mack. Sounds good to yeah, me. Shoy yep, Mack, yep. I'm gonna uh, yeah, Mac. I'm going to try that. Her boyfriend kicked her out of his car on the side of the road following an argument. And she was then abducted from Hanover Park. And her body was not found for four months. When it was found, her body had been mutilated and sliced to ribbons and buried in a hole. Ugh. Yeah. There are a few more women that were attacked that I would like to mention. On June 13th, prostitute Angel York was picked up by a John in a van. I did air quotes for John, just in case you were wondering. She was <laughs> she was handcuffed and her breast slashed open before she was dumped on the roadside, still alive. Um, she gave descriptions of her attackers, but it didn't take any the police anywhere. They couldn't find the people. And... On August 28th, a teenage sex worker, Sandra Delaware, was found stabbed and strangled to death on the bank of the Chicago River with her left breast neatly amputated. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And do we learn why they just did breasts? Is this coming? Maybe. Okay. Maybe it is. And the Maybe. Plot might think. <laughs> <laughs> it might thinkin'? think it? Think it. <laughs> The plot might thicken. <laughs> okay. And then Rose Davis, age 30, was found with her corpse was found. Rose Davis, her corpse, corpse was found in a Chicago alley. And then three days later, 42-year-old Carol Pappas, who was the wife of a Chicago Cubs pitcher, banished without a trace from a department store nearby in Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, it was ruled her death, Carol Papa's death was ruled an accident. They never found her body, but it's suspected that she was one of the victims of this, of the crimes of the Chicago Rivers. So, here's the rundown. Here's what happened. Okay. Okay. So these guys would run around at night in their van. And they would try to pick up women in their van or throw them in their van. Whatever creepy men do to get women into vans, don't know. The usual creepy man in a van. No. <laughs> Isn't our mothers tell us not to get in random vans? <laughs> so they would lure these women into their vans. I don't know if they would attack them or convince them to get in. Maybe a combination of both. However, they would either torture them in the van, so it's like a mobile torture van. Mm. There's a new job to have. Small business, mobile torture vans. Mm. Sign me up. <laughs> so the women would often be taken back to Gex's attic to the Satanic Chapel while his wife was away at work. The victims would be handcuffed and forced to take pills, I guess, to relax them so that they wouldn't fight back. Okay. They would then be raped, beaten, and their breasts would be tortured with blades or razors. And eventually, 
The men would take a piano wire and use it as a garrote to remove the breasts. So they would just, yeah, I, I don't know any other way to describe that. They would just take a piano wire and shave your boob right. off. Mm. Usually the left breast, but occasionally it was both. Just sounds, yeah. Not fun. And while this was happening, the women were alive. Uh, Not with the sound of music. <laughs> Since they took away the cord. <laughs> um, with the silent sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the women were alive and laying there breastless, handcuffed, helpless. And the men would then have sex with the chest wound. Ugh. Where their breasts used to be. Yeah, just stick in there. All right. All right. Yeah. So while this was happening, also, Gecht would read from a satanic Bible during these rapes and mutilations. And Gecht would masturbate into the severed breast when they were finished. So, like, the final, like... Uh, that's not quite the final. Oh, okay. All <laughs> no, right. No, no, like, no, keep no. going. Okay. Nope. Nope. Not quite yet. So, okay. With each newly acquired breast, so, nope. Not like he had old breasts. I mean, he did, actually. He kept some of the breasts in a, um, like, a treasure chest? A breast chest, mm. if you will. Mm. However, when they cut these breasts off, after the women were raped their breasts were cut off they would then of course be murdered because that's the natural thing to do next they would either murder them with axes or guns or whatever they had around them don't know um so after that gact would kneel before a ceremonial altar and present the breast as a totem mm. with his, with the other guys. Chilling. Chilling, kneeling beside him. Um, and then he would again use the the breast to masturbate into. And How many times are they masturbating? Right? Jeez. How? Like, wow. All right. Have you ever been with a guy that could just keep masturbating? Keep, keep, keep going to, the, to your breast? Yeah, right? I guess that's a sign if, like, He's fondling your breast, like, on only your left breast? Is that, like, a sign of satanicness? I don't know. Oh. Why is it just All right, ladies, let breast? us know. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a guy that's really into masturbating on just your left breast, <laughs> maybe you should replace him. Yeah. That might be the first sign. <laughs> maybe they have a secret book or something. Secret cult yeah. of... Look for a treasure chest of boobies. Yeah. Yes. It's very important before getting into a committed relationship. Make sure that the guy does not have a treasure chest of boobies. Or doesn't drive a big red van. Yeah, also that. Just don't do that. Yeah. For just, a lot of reasons. Yeah, more than just, yeah, but yes. <laughs> Life rules. Okay, where was I? Um. So, yeah, the guys were kneeling there and masturbating on breasts. Your typical Tuesday. Yeah, so the other guys would masturbate on the breasts following... Gagged. And then they would cut the breasts up and consume them. Oof. Right? And, like, I have questions here. They're 
coming on these breasts yeah. and then they're eating them. Mm. I guess they combined like connected them in a special way. They're eating their own like a blood pact, but like semen pact. It's a semen pact. Semen booby pact. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm here for it. <laughs> so they would it was a form of communion in order. Okay. So it was a form of communion and Gecht would read from the Satanic Bible while they were taking this booby semen communion. And I guess they were trying to bring forth more like supernatural powers for Gecht or Satan. They were they were trying to get something out of What's the word I'm looking for? Starts with an M. Manifest? Yes. Mm. They were trying to manifest Satan himself. Satan himself. Mm. I don't think that worked very well for them. So the last of the women to be abducted, her name was Beverly Washington. She was found by a railroad track, barely alive. But she was alive. And she was able to give a description of the men who attacked her and their van. Yay. This eventually led the police to Geck's red van with a blue feather hanging in the rearview window. So... Edward Spritzer and the Cocorales brothers would confess to the crimes and oust Robin Gecht as their leader. However, Gecht would maintain his innocence, and they didn't have enough evidence to convict him of murder. Yeah, so here's what happened to all of these not-so-gentlemen. Edward Spritzer was sentenced to death, but the sentence was commuted in George H. Ryan's last-minute commutation of all death sentences in Illinois in 2003. Oh, isn't that handy? Right? Mm. So he uh, was sentenced to life since they couldn't kill him. Andrew Cocorales was executed by lethal injection. He was the last inmate to be executed in Illinois on March 16th, 1999. At least one of them. At least we got, we got something. Got one. All right. Right? Uh, Thomas Cocorales was convicted of murder, but only sentenced to life imprisonment as his reward for his initial confession. Oh, that's a fabulous reward. What I don't get about these is all those three guys did the same thing. And they all confessed. Right. Those three all confessed and they got one super. Dies, one dies. Okay. <laughs> At least they weren't let out after like two years. I'll take that. Or did they? Well, there's more. Oh, okay. I don't so, know why even. Oh. So Robin Gecht, they didn't have enough to charge him with murder, but he was charged with kidnapping, rape, and attempted manslaughter due to the witness testimony of Beverly Washington. Um, He was incarcerated in Menard Correctional Facility in Illinois, and the kidnapping and rape charges have since been dropped. (laughs) Gecht is still desperately trying to obtain... DNA testing that he thinks will clear him of his charges. So far, he's been unsuccessful. No one will budge on the issue of DNA testing. I'm not sure why, Mm -hmm. because I don't know if they just don't have the information that they need. Like, do they not have the DNA they need? I don't know. Um, So Gek's family, especially his wife, are 100% behind him. And Robin Gek is eligible for parole in 2022. So three years. Three years from now. And that guy could be out. Maybe. I'm sure they're fighting to keep him in. 
So there are a couple of things that I should add. So the reason I chose this story, uh, Thomas Cocorales is actually being released on March 29th of this year. So like a less than a month. Yeah. 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 Less than a month and like 20 days. And there's something else I should tell you about Gact. In the 1970s, he was employed as a construction subcontractor by PDM contractors. And some people might know this. Um, that a PDM contractors was owned by John Wayne Gacy. Hmm. It's alleged that Gacy had an accomplice and it just might be that Gecht was that accomplice. Oh, yeah. So, dun, dun, dun. So, in the next coming month, ignore any red fan, like, especially now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Gecht isn't going to get out for a few more years if he's even, even he even gets out. Um, I'm not as worried about Thomas Cocorales. Nope, shouldn't say that. I am still worried about Thomas Cocorales getting out. But he doesn't have his leader, so he may be. Yeah, he doesn't have his leader. So I'm not as worried about it. And I've read reports that Thomas Cocorales was a little slow, a little mentally challenged. I'm not sure the best PC way to say this, but... He wasn't the brightest bulb. He was not the brightest bulb or the sharpest crayon. Is that the saying? Sharpest? It, yeah. Yeah. You get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not as worried about that. However, Robin Gecht getting out in 2022, if he gets out, I mean, if he really was Gacy's accomplice and if he really did do these things, we've got to be worried. Yeah, I'm not about that life. So let's keep him in. All right. So that's that on the Ripper crew. All right. And yeah. Good job. Thanks. Now it's Heather's turn. All right. Well, mine's kind of all over the place. Just a heads up. So today I'm going to discuss the cartel and their use of satanic rituals. So our story is going to start in the 80s. Now, forgive me with my pronunciation. I just, again, forgive me. So it starts with a a man named Adolfo Costanzo. He was born in Miami, and he lives in the Caribbean with his mother for a short while. When he was in the Caribbean, he learned a little bit of the voodoo, as one does. And then he soon moved to Mexico, where he was able to continue his practice. While in Mexico, he began to run a profitable business, casting spells to bring good luck and good fortune. I want some of those. I know. Like, hey. (laughs) But it gets worse. So these spells would involve expensive ritual sacrifices, including chickens, goats, snakes, zebras, and even baby lion cubs. Where wait? Where is he getting baby lion cubs in in Mexico? Right in Mexico. Yeah, I don't know where you get baby lion cubs, but stealing them from the zoo, like mating lions. But like maybe like you know rich people, because you you know like they just have cubs and stuff. Or maybe they're getting mailed over from like Africa. Maybe like what's isn't there like the island with uh what's his face um Madagascar? No. The oh, island, that was blowout. <laughs> uh, the island, oh, Esquire's Island, where there's like hippos or something, just like chilling because he like imported a bunch of 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I think it's just like the cartel were like, yeah, we're rich. Let's bring stuff in. So somehow he has baby lion cubs. And maybe the more baby lion cubs you use, the more benefits you get from it. I don't know. But needless to say, he's he's killing like baby animals. So, ew. Uh, So many of his clients were actually rich drug dealers and hitmen who actually just enjoyed the violence of his magical displays. And as he, as word got out, he continued to be introduced to more and more powerful narcotic cartels. And as he continued to practice, uh, he began to experiment with different sacrifices and he started to begin, and he started to use human bones. He would go to the local graveyards and dig them up. And soon enough, good old dead bones just wasn't enough. And he started to use human sacrifices. Of course. And so soon after he started to use human sacrifices, there as was a do as you know, because for funsies, uh, he there was there was over 20 mutilated bodies that were found in and around Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just for Wait, fun. just found like around the city. Just yeah, just like dropped off yeah you know side of the road just, you know it's like confetti but human bodies it's raining men <laughs> yeah it's raining exactly. mutilated bodies <laughs> he continued to be introduced to the city's most powerful narcotic cartels and his d- desire for power only increased and with this he decided to he wanted to demand to join the calzada family and they rejected him and Wait, who's the Calzada family? The Calzada family, good question, is a powerful family in the area, uh, very rich, and he wanted to be a business partner with them, and with that would be more money and power for him. However, the family rejected, and of course, was what a child does, he retaliates and throws a little temper tantrum, and he kidnaps seven of the family members, murders them, and just keeps a couple of their body parts as mementos and one of the bodies was found without an entire spine he just kept that for fun i have questions (laughs) okay uh what body parts did he keep they said like fingers noses ears like he would just keep like little bits of them because that sounds like okay one makes him a trophy killer if he's keeping them for him but those also sounds like parts that you mail to people for ransom he probably ended up using it in rituals and oh yeah mm -hmm. probably for his Mm -hmm. own use and like well if they're not gonna let me be part of it then i'm gonna do a spell for myself and then i can become rich and famous makes sense as you do as you do as you do because you know burning part body parts and cauldrons is just smells great incense Mm, delicious Mm -hmm. natural essential oils yeah a little humidifier with the you know body smell body burnt yeah yeah exactly what body smell Mm, maybe we should make a candle of that yeah black rotting flesh like yes okay let us know if you'd buy that yeah let us know in our dms (laughs) slide into our slide into our dm um okay (laughs) <laughs> and what did they, did we ever find, do you ever find out what he did with the spine? They don't say, they just found the body without the spine. But again, he probably used it uh, as some part of a ritual. How do you remove a spine from a person? I don't know. I know it's weird like to think about. They didn't really like go into the details, but they just found the body without a spine. 
That sucks, man. I'm sorry. You don't have a spine. No. And this is all just because he's like throwing a temper tantrum because they said, no, we don't want to be your friend. But whatever. You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Uh, So he continues his search for power and he soon makes friends with different cartels, uh, including the Hernandez brothers. Uh, And he is able to gain the power and protection he needs. Um, but because he's been doing all of these rituals, he's starting to get known by the police and now it's time for him to go into hiding. So he goes out to a desert house where he continues his satanic ritual murders, sometimes using strangers and sometimes using competing cartel leaders. So blood, guts, chopping things, you know, the the whole, the whole shebang. But everything takes a disastrous turn for him and his, his buddies, when in the March of 1989, one of his men decided to kidnap an American student, a pre-med student, who was down there for spring break, and they end up taking him outside of a bar and bring him back to the ranch. When they're at the ranch, they, you know, torture and murder, and and his family notices that he's gone and obviously freaks out and calls, does what they need to do, and the United States becomes involved and they get the, the local police. So the local police go to his house. And when they raid the ranch, they find... What do you think we're going to find? Uh, bodies, body parts, and s- not a spine. But, but not a, <laughs> probably not a spine. But yes, you're right. So first they find his cauldron, which he was doing all of his spells in. And inside the cauldron is a dead black cat and a human brain. Just hanging out in there. And they also found 15 mutilated corpses. They had to dig them up, but yep, there was 15 bodies, including the one of our friend Mark Kilroy, unfortunately. Oh, poor Mark. And the other 15 people. I know. Unfortunately. Sorry, guys. guys. I mean, you you can't hear us now. I know. I'm sorry. But at least they got to be part of, like, the magic. Yeah, you got to be a part of the magic, like at Disney. Magic and the most, like... I don't know, the most dark way you could ever be, but yes. It's macabre, the dark magic. The dark magic of your body. But so. <laughs> the dark magic <laughs> of your body. <laughs> should that be the, the title of this? The dark magic of your body. I think that it should be. I think I'm about it. it. I mean, all right. Dark magic of your body. Here we go. Look at us. Okay. Uh, so he decides to escape and while he is, uh, running away, he thinks that the police have caught him and he refuses to be caught. So he tells his friend to shoot him because jail is worse than being dead. So, I mean, to be fair, it might be if you're a murderer of murder of like children and and, yeah. Yeah. And a cartel in Mexico and cartel in Mexico. Have yeah. a lot of me- mem- a lot of memories. Yeah, you have a lot. Of- yeah, <laughs> you probably have a lot of enemies. A lot of enemies and memories. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and they probably like want him to like do spells like in the toilet or something. I'm sure. Ooh, toilet spells. That toilet brings- spells. Yeah. yeah. And then we could you could make like a little perfume out of it. You know. Yeah. Here all we go. Day so candles. Spell. All yeah. We got candles. We got uh, you know some perfume. We've got it all. I know. He should have lived. He could have made so much money off of this. <laughs> Gotta learn how to monotonize, man. I know. If you're doing magic, yeah. So now let's jump to 2007. Um, you know, the Mexican cartel is obviously clearly a very... Uh, 
how how should we put this violent group of people and their way of life is just murdering others to be in charge and like be on top and in 2007 the mexican cartel is actually thriving the colombian cartel is out of the picture and the mexican cartel is now in south america and the united states delivering up to 90 percent of the cocaine to the u.s so yay yay but yeah cocaine (laughs) 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 yeah so, you know, um, so the cartels just continue to use violence as their tactic. But this new religion that has been uh, started over in the Caribbean, it's called the Santeria religion. It's also another voodoo religion. Sounds familiar. Uh, and their religion is all about like ceremonies and rituals and using animals as sacrifices. And as they start to incorporate these rituals into their drug trade their drug trade continues to prosper so they realize oh if you know if we start sacrificing then maybe we can continue to prosper and we can keep going throughout the world and we'll be like the number one drug cartel yay so they start to they first obviously start off with animals as did our first buddy up there and then they continue to use humans, unfortunately. And, but in this case, they actually give their offerings to the Santa Muerta. She's the, the statue that they use in the Day of the Dead. And you might see her like this, the skull. Like. Yeah. Well, it's actually very interesting because you, th- you think it's sad, but like the Aztec culture, like how Mexico started was the Aztecs, which is like a very violent war like empire. And so they also, like, always kind of believed in, like, being warlike and, like, believing in death, like, Day of the Dead. So it wasn't until the conquistadors came and tried to spread the, like, the Catholic religion. And actually, funny enough, there was a guy that saw um, Lady of Guadalupe. And when he saw, like, she, she appeared to him. People stopped believing in the Aztec culture and started going more towards Catholicism. And this obviously upset a lot of, like, the Aztecs. So, uh, Santa Muerta is kind of, like, the opposite of Lady of Guadalupe. Okay. So, it's, like, the skull and, like, the skeleton. So, it's actually to mock her. Huh. Interesting enough, I know. So, they start to give their offerings to her. And they created this very large like statue of her and the police started finding like skulls like decapitated heads blood everything at the at the base of this um the base of this statue so they're starting to see that the sacrifice and the like satanic rituals is increasing in mexico and um so they obviously the cartel is starting to include it more and more into their tradition and actually part of the initiation now is the members are required to kill someone and either drink their blood or take a bite out of their heart. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I know. Those, I mean, because if you take a bite out of the heart, you are kind of drinking their blood. Yeah. So I feel like drink, how much blood? Mm. I, oh, it, how much blood what, do they have to drink? I don't know, but it sounds like they've started to become more like cannibalistic, like the Knights of Templar. If you look into them, they actually start 
There's a lot of like cannibalistic rituals that they have, which go even further. I won't go into a lot of the detail because it's coming soon in a future podcast episode. Potentially. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) And if you really want to see it, I actually, there's this documentary called Hell Across the Border. The first 40 minutes will give you a very in-depth look of what they do. It's very bloody and very gory. But if you go to like about the 40 minute mark, then you'll actually learn a lot more about this and it's very very interesting um but yeah skip the first 40 minutes if you don't like blood and gore uh so and it's actually even said that when like two of the big like drug leaders meet like two of the different cartels meet that they will kill kill rape and mutilate a female to seal the coven so like their agreement they'll like kill her to like seal that agreement so it will like follow through so that they can't fuck each can we say fuck yeah i think we can say it sorry we're gonna say okay um so that they can't fuck each other over yeah exactly so it's like the coven if you do this you're exactly so and blood packed blood packed and they actually started finding when they started doing more and more drug drop-offs that more women were being found with like mutilated lips and mutilated genitals and that was like their celebration of, like, they were able to get the drugs into, like, America, into South America. Hmm. Yeah, so more and more people were, you know, showing up mutilated more and more. It's very unfortunate. And in the uh, the documentary I watched, an inmate, um, his fellow, like, gang member said, just wait for this. <sighs> okay, we drink the blood of our prey when we kill someone. We drain their blood, and then all of the homies gather around and take a shot of their blood. Because we're like wolves. We do this so we know our prey. So we have their instincts. Ooh, I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I like it. Isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's interesting because it's like, they're going back to, yeah, like this like primal yeah. feeling. But it's like with humans and, you know, drinking blood. Yeah, but I feel like once you get a taste for it, that's what cannibals say, right? Once yeah. you get a taste for it. Then you, so that's part of. They become get, primal. Yeah, so they're like wolves, and they're hunting. They're hunting people. Don't drink human blood. I'm yeah, just gonna put that out don't, there. Don't do that. We're not promoting that. We're not promoting, <laughs> but we can understand the the primal feelings of that, I guess. Uh, and so in the same documentary, one of the police um, officer talks about another gang initiation that they do. They take the entrails of one of the victims, and they actually like crawl through it. Oh, human centipede, real life. <laughs> human centipede, real life. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they actually like crawl through it. And this is like their way of like being born again, but not like born again, like how we think of it, but like born again into the death life. So like you're now like, I- how do they fit into the human entrails to crawl through it? That's what I how don't understand. Like big- how stretchy is it? Okay, if you guys know how stretchy a human entrail is, if you could just DM us and let us know. Yeah, so that that's like part of it. These and are probing questions. Probing, pro, yeah. <laughs> pun and that's not really a pun. I but guess. like, I guess born again into death. Born uh, again into death. That's born again into death. Oxymoron. I know. Uh, so basically, and it's also very interesting. So they obviously, you know, they still will steal crosses from the churches and like use them in their rituals or 
And so a lot of these members are in jail, so they'll have to, like, um, protect, like, the chapel so they're not, like, stealing from it or, like, trying to do anything for their pagan rituals while they're in jail. And they're actually a lot of... Their pagan rituals? Yeah, they'll do, like, pagan rituals. Well, Hmm. one, actually, in the same documentary, one of the guys was talking about how he walked into the back and they had the the circle with the pentagram and obviously the candles with a body in it and they were doing the rituals with it so it's believed that they do not only these like ceremonies and these sacrifices that they're also doing like a lot of the pagan rituals and so the churches and the clergy have to be very careful because they've been being attacked and trying because like they don't support the catholic religion now Oh, interesting. I know. It's like, it's kind of a hot mess down there. I mean, I guess they can have their own beliefs. They're allowed just, if they could not murder people, that I would know. be cool too. Like murder, yeah, like people are trying to do good. Just don't, I mean, I guess this, we're going to be talking a lot about murder, so maybe don't murder, but. But also, no, don't murder. No, don't but murder. But like, <laughs> if you do, let us know. If you have weird beliefs and you yeah. murder people, let us know so we can be the first to let other people know. Yeah. Especially if you're like murder satanic because I'm like very interested in it. Or if you like, yeah, crawl through other people's entrails, I'd also be very curious to talk to you. Yeah. Just not in person. Yeah. Let's, just like. it's not. Yeah. Maybe like just send us a uh just a recording. A recording. A recording. crawling through entrails. <laughs> don't, don't crawl through people's entrails. Just, just let us know if you did. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Opening up a lot of doors here. We, we really We're are. We're just going to close those a little bit. Uh, yeah. So it's a very interesting. They like to use their satanic rituals and we're actually uh, they're starting to see these rituals are being performed in los angeles as well so it's not even in mexico oh, like fuck the cartel has now spread up here so it's right. spreading so that's it build the wall <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just but kidding. also but, but i mean because if they do they'll just use human entrails probably to form a tunnel exactly. through it exactly or like parachute off yeah with entrails yep (laughs) so that is how the satanic rituals are being used in mexican cartel oh wait do we know more about what's happening in la though uh they they said that like some actually churches and stuff are being broken into here as well and they're finding that they're desecrating cemeteries so they're taking bones and stuff too most likely for sacrifices and they'll find, you know, like severed heads and all of that is also happening here. But I think they're obviously trying to keep it more in the hush hush so that we aren't freaking out. But yeah, it's happening well, up here as well. If you're in LA now, you're freaking out. Now you're freaking oh, wait, out. Wait, is this happening now? I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know if it's, it might have been more in like 2008, 2009. Okay. But so it's they... probably still happening a little bit. I don't know if anyone knows. Let us know, but not if you're doing it because we. Yeah, we don't want to. We, we don't, don't want to be accomplices. Yeah, we you just you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Yeah, but also don't murder us. So if you do want to contact us, you can email us at bang bang cult at gmail dot com, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, and that's also bang bang cults on facebook and instagram and yeah Yeah. i hope you come hang out with us again yeah and let us know a lot of things how we did 
what you want to hear. Don't let us know how we did. Yeah, we don't, don't want to do know that. that. Only let us know if we did a good job. Yeah, we don't take uh, criticism well. Yeah, no. We'll just be crying in a corner somewhere. Okay. Okay. All right, um, until next time. Uh, adios, muchachos. Bye. Just kidding. I didn't say that. Okay, bye. <laughs>